Alrighty, Jan Andre, welcome. Hi. Oh, oh, are we we're on? back. Oh, hello. We're back from two weeks hello. ago. Hello. It's been a couple of weeks, always. Has it? These days. <laughs> I want to share my uh, vocal test, my mic check mm-hmm. test with you because I think it could be a good topic to open the show with. Okay. Please don't make it the case. So it's not the case. Okay, but I know not the, the slap. I know the slap you're talking about and we'll take it off air, but... We're talking about Cinema, Cinema Reborn today, which is a Restorations Film Festival at Randwick Ritz. They screened Beau the Claire Denis film, as the opener. Mm-hmm. And Jen and I had a conversation. About how it's boring, Travai. Is Claire Denis boring? Is Claire Denis boring? <laughs> is Twist, boring? is Claire Denis boring? Because I famously project a lot of Claire Denis admiration, but totally. only for one film, and it's Vendredi du Soir, where a woman is stuck in traffic, trying to move house, is she Maya, who knows, and I've flooded to it with admiration, Yeah, but it is boring. But maybe that's when Claire Denis allows herself to actually be boring. It's good. So maybe the takeaway well, is... Well, boring isn't always bad. No, sometimes you want to be, you're grateful for being It's a way bored. to fill time. It's a way to fill time, to quote one of our boring films. <laughs> yeah. Coming to you late 2022. We are playing a petit interview we did with a big name, Leah Purcell. Say it again, Leah Purcell. Leah Purcell. Leah Purcell. Leah Purcell. Ever Leah heard of Purcell. her? <laughs> Famously from Wentworth, if you're Maya who watches Wentworth. Undercover cop. Hell and yeah. she's got a directed film, The Drover's Wife, The Legend of Molly Johnson. Part of a huge canon of Drover's Wife-themed mm. merchandise. Oh yeah, it's a full ballet squad of uh, work. There's an opera, a TV show, a movie, a play, a short story. An underwater experience. A podcast. A, a theme park. A general podcast. <laughs> so we're going to play that later on, but we're going to chat, chat, chat first because this morning we came in literally 20 minutes early just to do that and I want to keep going. Shall I play the movie news? Yeah. Yes, please. A little fun number. That's gossip. Movie news. That's gossip. Over to you, Jen and Andre. So today we're talking about Cinema Reborn, which, as Andre mentioned, was is a Restorations Film Festival. Mm. Um, get ready to see some crusty old fogies who spend a lot of money propping up the Sydney film scene. Which we we've love always them. Been, we've been scared of them. We've been scared of them just because we went to one Film Critics Circle of Australia awards night and the trivia was impenetrable and mm. we felt really alienated. <laughs> totally. A lot of questions from the 70s and I was like, come on, help, help us out. But ultimately, when people have money, they can afford to put things on on film and uh, there are some things that are good and we do like it and we can sit at the back and it was gorgeous. Today, twist. Oh. We have daytime screenings on a work day. There's only two days left of this festival. There's two films on today. They're both exceptional. The second one goes against the grain and has an actual living Australian female cinematographer. (gasps) 
Unheard of. Mandy Walker, who is uh, shooting the upcoming Elva Shot Australia. She loves she loves Baz. She loves Baz. She loves Baz. She did Red Riding Hood. Has anyone seen Red Riding Hood? Text in. Should we watch Catherine Hardwick's Red Riding Hood? And should we watch it in a forest in the Blue Mountains while it's raining? Anyway, if you're not doing anything at 3 p.m., you can see an underground movie made in Adelaide in, I want to say, the late 70s or early 80s, starring Ben Mendelsohn. Wow. I don't know if that sold it to anyone, yeah, but was that I'm wow, going to be there. Was that wow real? <laughs> I'm from Adelaide, and uh, the film is called Return Home. But more excitingly, Andre, do you want to talk about this kind of show-stopping movie by Sarah Maldoror? Yeah, of course, yeah. Sambazanga, Sambizonga is a film by Sarah Maldoror, who I'm obsessed with because she changed her last name based on a gothic writer uh, from back in the day, uh, a writer that I studied at my French school. Le Chant de Maldoror is a short prose poem written by the Count of Lautréamont. And Sarah was like, that's a sick name. I'm changing my last name to Maldoror for that reason. She's a Guadeloupian French filmmaker, and uh, Sambazanga is kind of her claim to fame film. But it's been impossible to find. And it's presented by her daughter today, who's actually been like a cultural attaché to every single country in the world, it seems. Like Colombia, she's like in the Andes, she's in France, she's in Africa, she's everywhere. I think Sarah is currently showing at the Palais de Tokyo at the moment. Oh, we love Palais de Tokyo, that's goals. But if you love uh, Jean Genet, if you love Marguerite Dura, if you love Alain René, if you love these kind of 60s intellectual, um, spooky, mysterious, authors turn screenplay writers turn filmmakers turn art house directors then i think uh, sam is going to be for you it's at 1 p.m today 1 p.m today at, at the, the ritz at the ritz 21 dollars, i think which I th- is my lucky number i think if cinema had to be reborn it would be via this film uh, sarah died during covid and went under the radar i believe and well you do go under the radar when you die I mean, like, no one was talking about it. Uh, oh, no true. No one brought her name up. Uh, no one brought her name up. Was she a... Yeah, that's... I feel so, bad about my joke now. If you are into 60s... I hate to use the word... I hate to use the P word, postmodernism, then come on down to Randwick Ritz today. Bit Jen, of POMO. Jen and I will be there doing POMO. No Jean-Luc Godard inside, I believe. No, 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 no Jean-Luc Godard. But we did... We actually had a chat. We had a like, chat. Okay, we could watch Contempt. Uh. Mm, I think I'm actually at an emotional space where I can let him into my heart. It's on um, <laughs> It's on JC's criterion list. Uh, mm. Does that... <laughs> talk about later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I would actually also love for Jen and I to announce our viewing habits and then have listeners meet us there meet us halfway if you're coming to the ritz please come say hi wouldn't that just be serendipitous is that how you use that word it'd be stunning yes see you there today <laughs> yes. if you have mondays off like we do but also jen and i have been re-engaging with uh, uh community underground screenings uh, we went to Ram a really fab ones. one at oxford street mm-hmm. henchlock studios to see variety meet lewis oxenbold's a beautiful i want to say first feature even though it was 15 minutes and i know it, it might not be the first <laughs> shot on digital then transferred to vhs there's a bunch of ads before i'm talking we saw two hands we saw an old animated yoga commercial mm. and then last night we went to the dead town in house of wax aka haberfield to go to shop Top Cinematheque, which is on the rooftop of Raquel Caballero's studio, to watch a Les Blank short and then Sandra Bernhard's Without You, I'm Nothing. Both the screenings I noticed, Jen, that we went to didn't have intros. 
they just played the movie like it was in a cinema. Thank God. And here I am thinking, we always do a tap dance before our movie nights. And it's like, maybe we should stop talking. Should we stop? I, I can't tell. No, I love talking. Text in, <laughs> do you like intros before a movie or do you not? Because I think, for me, it's hit and miss. Mm. You know, I think if you've got someone from like the AFR introducing the film, it's a snooze fest. A- and AFR. We want, you know what I mean? The Australian Financial Review, whatever. Oh. You know what I mean? And they're like... You guys probably don't know my name, but uh, I uh, have here. been actually reviewing mm. films for 35 years yeah. and uh, <laughs> this film. Anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you have that, we don't. But honestly, one of my favorite intros ever was David Stratton introducing The Maids, that black and white film. he was doing Power to the People. And he was doing Power to the People, and it was the day that all of these security laws and like online metadata laws came into effect. And he did this really impassioned speech against Scott Morrison and he nearly cried and he was like, this is the rise of fascism, make no doubt, this government is pure evil. It was wild. The only introduction wow. that I remember David. was when you and I went and saw Top of the Lake season two premiere at the Sydney Opera House oh. and I had to leave the intro early because, get this, write this down, I was peeping blood. That's a story for another time, but I'll leave that image in your mind. And I think we'll go. Peeping blood at Top of the Lake season two <laughs> at the Opera House. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to the Forest Lodge Three, who say yes to Red Riding Hood, Amanda Seyfried, Logically Plus, Gary Oldman pre Dracula. Wait, I don't know how to feel about any of that. Yeah, I I'm love confused. Amanda. And, Gary can go. Don't know about Gary. They say yes to the intro for context or background and nothing else. Okay, beautiful. Because okay. I want to take, I always intro to say, please text during this movie because <laughs> I will be doing that. Oh, that's one other thing. Yes to intros, but maybe no to a little title card that says no texting or talking. Please no. Yeah. Please no. So rude. Don't take a phone call during the movie. Totally. It's funny. Don't tell me what to do with my body. Spotlight. Right, Jen, Andre, you've been teasing a very special interview with Leah Purcell. What's the intro before I press play? Mm. May 5, this Thursday, The Drover's Wife is hitting the big screens. We talked to Leah Purcell. Period, we, Western. Period, capital P, period. Capital P period, set in the snowy mountains of Australia. It is The Drover's Wife, The Legend of Molly Johnson. It was a book. It was a theatre show for Belvoir. And now it's a movie. It's going to be a lot more. You can hear about that in the interview. We've You're got it stretched out. We have edited it down for a little bit of FBI time. We're going to have release the video later this week, I think. Jen, I've been thinking so much recently about Kylie Minogue's song in Holly Motors. Did you oh, leave that I in? left the Kylie Minogue song. Yeah, and I've also okay. got a little bit of DJ Assault in there too. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We need that. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, Leah was a legend. She um, yeah. was really there for us. She really gave her time. And... Um, I'm excited. I, I, it's one of those cases where I'm she more She was giving excited. Jamie Lee Curtis energy. She was giving Jamie Lee. I was more excited yeah. talking to her than I was about talking about movies or seeing movies. I was like, we need to just jam. We can, need to just... Can we please go? Yeah. Can we go downstairs to the State Theatre Bar? Yeah, actually. Uh, um, the underground <laughs> screening room. The underground screening room down and, there and just watch your favorite movies. One thing she kept close to her chest, I tried to uh, sort of... We had that moment where we were talking about, you know, references and I was like, oh, well, like, remember Warwick was like... Don't worry about references. Just watch a movie that is your comfort film movie. Mm. And Leah didn't reveal it to us. She didn't. She, She's, she agreed with it. She's like, that's a good approach. Okay, Jenny, how about this? You, me, and Leah, Glengarry, and Redfern for a drink. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Glengarry, Lee, if you're listening to this, Glengarry and Redfern, and then we want to we want to know about what your comfort film is. Maybe we'll get Zambreros. Maybe I'll insist. You want Zambies I and want a Corona? Z- I want Zambies with Leah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is like everyone trying to take Nigella out. I know. No one had a good idea there. Oh, I right. Know. And Nigella was just stuck in Potts Point at a fish and chip shop, poor thing. I <laughs> know, just dressing like Bressick Whitney. What's going on with Nicole? That's where you go. Nicole, Ooh. Nigella. <laughs> What'd you say, Maya? Ooh. 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 Blair the interview. <laughs> Fight for my children, fight for my life, I will. Go to the FBI, take two. Leah Purcell, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Leah Purcell, thank you, thank you. Leah. <laughs> Good to go? Leah Purcell. Leah Purcell, thank you so much for talking to us. Jen and Andre from FBI Radio. I wanted to start by asking a question about separating from character because everyone was talking about Lady Gaga struggling to release Patricia Gucci <laughs> after doing Gucci for so long. I think it might have been three years. You've been with Molly for some six years. Talk about breaking away and divorcing from her after finishing this project. I think I can only divorce her once she's out on the big screen. So that time is coming very soon, 5th of May. So my body is kind of going through something. To, and, but I think once she's out and she's away and audiences are embracing her and loving her, then I'll feel confident enough to let her go. Do I want her to go? Absolutely. <laughs> it's been a long six years, you know, of, but I love her. But you've got to let your babies go. So I'm looking forward to her fluttering off into the sunset. But there's so many other formats that you could adapt this into. And we're doing them. Really? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. TV version coming up. You're kidding me. Series. So, you know Delphi in, yeah. the, in, the, in the film? Yes, 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 yes. 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 Yeah. So, it's her great, 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 great granddaughter, 2020. Mm. An incident happens and she has to go back in through the past and you find out what happened to everybody and oh my God. all of that. So that's been great. Full what about like the other way is to go like the short film, just with the snake? I've tried, I've got it down to five minutes in a song, a ballad. It's a very long ballad, but uh, yes, a short film of something is my next challenge. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. We should I, work on that. It's actually insane how many Please. times you can look at something from a different perspective. Um, and There's I, an opera too coming. And, oh my god. Wait, what's this what, whole industry this is like around the whole Marvel Marvel universe? Around the <laughs> We're not prepared life. for this. At what point during any <laughs> form of adaptation of this project, of the book, did you feel most connected to your purpose? The book? The novel? Uh, it was a big challenge for me. Like, I failed English unless I performed everything. And then I got an A. Um, and I still can't spell. So it was a massive challenge in just the technical side, but I loved opening up the characters and and going, who are you? What are you? Doing the research, taking something from history and pinning it to a character and seeing how that shaped and formed their shaped and formed them within the story. Um, so that was that was really satisfying, and it's nearly three hundred pages. So I felt very smart at the end. Oh, What's that Kirk Cohen line? Like, I don't read, write, argue, but I'm, that doesn't make me non-intellectual. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I um, wanted to ask, this is actually one of Jen's questions, so I am taking it. 
I love that. Thank you, you for the attribution. It's the it's a period film, but it's rooted in landscape, reality of the time, mm. authentic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You didn't go the Brechtian route. You didn't just shoot on a soundstage. It wasn't Dogville, but that could have been an option. Is there a reason why you didn't do that, or did you really want it to be capital P period? Yeah, look, capital P period. But I guess as an Indigenous woman, the land just spoke to me. Like I dreamt that tree. That the, at the very end, um, I dreamt that tree and I found it on that property. Um, when I would go and do the reckeys, we'd sit on country and, and you know, I just it, it just felt so right to be in the snowy mountains around Adaminabe. We were in a beautiful um, Yayak Valley. And I had, in 2006, I did the film Jindabyne with Ray Lawrence up in Jindabyne. And on weekends, I'd go, you know, and explore. And I fell in love with the landscape. And I said, we don't utilise this enough in our films or TV. And this is true. I went, we, we went for the walk up to Mount Kosciuszko, as you do. But I yelled out, um, I love this country, this land. I'm coming back. I think it's the drover's wife. And I think I'm going to be in it, in it, in it. And it echoed <laughs> around the mountain range. Cut to 2019, I'm in the opposite range, singing, singing out action and cut, doing my film, you know. And it just spoke to me. And you can't beat that outdoor location. And But yet, Sam Reed, who played Nate Clintoff, would say to me, Leah, this looks like the, the twilight zone we were rushing for. Uh, he goes, this, is, this looks like we're in a studio. It just looks so unreal that it's so real, you know. Um, so I, it was just something that I was very fortunate enough to be able to do, well, it was all location, which is, which is a big thing for your first film, you know. And also just, like, such a different space to be in from Jindabai in that film. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love watching my Joe cantering across the flat. Sunsetting behind him, children running to greet him. Waving his hat with joy on seeing him. He's been away three months. Mrs. Joe Johnson, I'm worried about her. She's alone. Molly Johnson grew up out here. She knows the way. I'm just a drover's wife. Cross me and I'll kill you. Can I ask a question? Yeah, 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 okay. please. This uh, might be a bit of a mindfuck of a question, but we have so many representations from white Australians of landscape and country. Can you maybe speak to the verisimilitude that you bring um, that maybe people aren't really familiar with because we're just bombarded with the white Australians showing Australia and this whole idea of, like, the other, other realm of the outback? Yeah. Such a trope. Well, it was, um, you know, when you look at... When you look at the film through through a black lens, black my black eyes, there's there's two things. There's the actual structure in how I structured the story is actually structured on a dreaming a dreaming technique, and it comes simply through with the Bullock story. Molly experienced it. Danny witnessed it. Danny told it to someone. They embellished it. Then Danny retells it. So you got this five structure of this this one little simple story. Because when, when you talk culture, people think, you know, we should be all painted up and we should have our, you know, clapsticks and didgeridoos and all that. But 
us sitting here now, we are sharing in this dreaming that we're creating right now. It's the past, it's the present, it's now. So I wanted to show that element. Yes, we've had dreaming stories like Ten Canoes, for example, but it was told in the Western style of three-act structure, not so much in this repetitiveness of the stories going around and I write in circles. So I really wanted to push that. And then when you look at every frame almost in this film, there's some black meaning underneath it. The mist rising in, I think it's the fourth frame, is actually a cultural significant reference for when the people in that country, when they lived in the mountains in those days, when the first mist rise, it was to come down. Her feet on the snow at towards the end, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but that means so much. It's the first time in her life that she's probably been so stimulated with ice on her feet and where she's going to, you know. So I just, I make sure that I put those elements in so that when Indigenous people come to see my films, they have a power and an understanding, a deeper understanding. And then I hope for the wider community when they come and see the film that it in, entices them to have conversation and to do a bit of research and to get involved in that um, type of um, storytelling. And as I said, I dreamt that tree. She oh, she would come to me in a dream. And then I walked up and I went, well, there you are. <laughs> and oh I God. said, we are in the right place to tell this story. Oh, my God. Is anything coming up for you this week as you get, like, put it out into the world? Look, I'm just putting it out there. Um, I'm just going to see what the end of the week brings or that month, you know, in the 5th. But you just got to put it out there and, and, and walk the path and see where it leads you. Walk the path walk to the walking path. the path. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. <laughs> Thank, We've you been so much. Thank you so much. Thank you This was yeah. such a pleasure. Okay. Cut. Yeah. Cut. Uh, oh my god. Also, we loved you, and all my friends are racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we loved it. Oh my god. Love. Yeah. Mm. Walk the walk. Walk the path. Walk the path. Please just to quote Gus Van Sant, just D E. Do easy. Do easy. Take it easy. And my neighbors and Netflix, we're out. We're actually out. <laughs> we'll see you at the next screening. Hell yeah. Meet us there. Jen, Andre, thank you so much for coming through today. We are going to pop up a link to those screenings mm-hmm. at fbiradio.com. Today. Today, all right. One and three. One and three. Love it. Um, that's also where you can revisit Jen and Andre's chat with Leah Purcell if you missed the start of that, or wherever you get your podcast from. Movies, movies, movies is the place to go. Jen and Andre will join me in a fortnight. Thank you, loves. Ciao, amore. Love, love, love. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.